and welcome back to another episode of the PigX Podcast. I'm your host, Delaney Howell. Today, we have a fantastic conversation planned for you with Kent Mogler, the CFO and IT leader at Mogler Family Farms. He and I are going to be speaking on the topic of engaging frontline employees in swine farms, because as we all know, the people truly can make or break the business. So let's turn it over to my conversation with Kent. And thank you so much for joining today. I think the best way here to start out this conversation would be if you can share first a little bit about your personal background and experience. I grew up on a farm northwest Iowa, primarily raising cattle and crops growing up. And then uh, right before I headed off to college, a couple of years uh, into swine production and the uh, pig production, my brothers kept going. But I uh, departed for about 35 years, uh, first going to Iowa State and then a job at General Mills for 26 years. And then I transitioned to a small company, wanted to be in a more entrepreneurial environment. My farm entrepreneurism never left me. So joined a small meat manufacturing company in Minneapolis, did that for about eight years. And then the last six, seven years been engaged both uh, with manufacturing and farm operations uh, focused on really application of technology and improving kind of work processes. My entry back with my family farm started at about the same time they were building a new uh, 4,400 head sow farm and helped put in place the uh, technology platform from there and now have evolved into their crops and cattle and the other aspects of the operation also. So Kent, on the topic of engaging those frontline employees, how did you come up with this idea in the first place or decide that this was an important area to focus your time and energy? Yeah, that's a great question. It, it really goes back to my uh, what I feel is my great training and uh, career experience at General Mills and some of the great mentors I had. And when we would walk through manufacturing plants, not only our own internal, but let's say on an acquisition or for some other reason, we were in another plant. My mentor you know, talked about two or three things that you can look for um, to see how a plant is performing just through observation. And one of the things he always pointed out is, uh, do the employees know how the day is going? Is there visual representation of where the plant's performance is at? And that's always stuck with me. And again, he had a great passion for the production line workers saying, you know, any operation that performs well, the operations frontline employees are engaged and uh, very talented at what they do. And so when I engage back at the farm and remember my days growing up, it's like people go out and, you know, that work on farms, uh, there's just not that visual feedback in many places of like, how are things going? Where are we at? And so that, that was sort of my passion. And I believe in that, eliminating the whirlwind of daily frontline work is one of the greatest business lift opportunities, I think, in any business, farming or agriculture just being one. With the wide variety of backgrounds and experience levels present in the swine industry especially, how do you go about connecting with each of those different types of employees in the workforce? As I shared 
couple books or, you know, that kind of, for me, frame it. First is the four disciplines of daily execution, core values and vision. Those things are important. A lot of companies have those things. And yet when you look at their business performance, it's still average or, you know, some is good, but it doesn't seem to be the differentiator. And for me, the differentiator really is defined uh, by a lot by uh, daily execution. The four, and the four disciplines are, are pretty easy to remember. The first is know your, your wig, your wildly important goal. What's most important? Are you measuring it? Is everybody in the organization on track with that? Second is focus on lead indicators and lead indicators versus lag. And in the swine industry, there are lots of lag indicators, you know, uh, percent of pigs that make it to full value market, uh, PSY, um, mortality rates, et cetera. But all those are lag indicators. So identify and finding the lead indicators for the frontline employees. That would be the second discipline that's very important. The third discipline is having a, a compelling scoreboard. And again, I liken that to you know trying to coach a team, uh, use a basketball team, hockey team, and there's no scoreboard. Don't know what time it is, what quarter you're playing in, what the score is, et cetera, um, and try to motivate them. And for me, that's what it's like trying to kind of lead a team on the farm without a scoreboard. It's everybody has a scoreboard in their head, but it's much more effective if there's a compelling scoreboard that all the employees uh, kind of use and that they focus on. And then the fourth discipline is a cadence of accountability. So how do you tie everybody in and what's the process of keeping everybody accountable to the most important goal? How do you keep everybody accountable to knowing and performing against those lead uh, indicators um, and and that the scoreboard truly is meaningful to them? And so there's a, a cadence of accountability. That's often like a daily stand-up meeting that a team will get together every day and you know, 15 minutes, um, you know, review those things, review a plan. It might be a weekly meeting where, you know, a leadership team or whatever comes together on a weekly basis and reviews it. It's not a quarterly or annual meeting. There's a cadence of accountability to make sure the daily execution happens. So, and, and when you're focused on those things, yeah, whether you're a retiring baby boomer or a Zoomer or where, you know, you grew up, like those are not, those things really kind of vanish away. It's not that those things aren't important about your general orientation or your context of worldview is obviously shaped a lot by, you know, your early years of life, I believe. But when you're focused on the four disciplines of execution, those cultural differences really do not come into play. Kent, you do a lot of discussions and have talked a lot previously about this scoreboard concept for employees to track and visualize progress. Can you give us an example of what those scoreboards look like in the workplace? And how does an operation actually go about implementing the use of a scoreboard? 
So that's really where technology has evolved, right? Um, everybody has a phone. <laughs> so, or a phone is a pretty cheap access to information. And I'm, that has changed things a lot for us, but I don't think the phone is the sole device. And so again, it depends on the work environment. It's one of the challenges of agriculture. You know, being on a tractor, being in a, a hog barn, a finishing barn, uh, being in a truck, a lot of different places, mobility. You know, I came from the manufacturing world and we thought that was challenging. But in manufacturing, everybody's in the building <laughs> and everybody probably has access to a workstation. So that's not true in a farm. So building a scoreboard is definitely a much more challenging, um, you know, assignment, I guess, for IT for technology on a farm. But the other thing I would say about scoreboards and compelling scoreboards, which make them challenging and why I would say it's not widely applied yet within agriculture, is often the source of data for a really compelling scoreboard comes from multiple sources. It doesn't come from just one application. You know, it could come from your sow farm system, whichever one you use, but you also need feed information, probably, and feed consumption, because feed consumption and water consumption are lead indicators to how that pig is doing. A treatment is after the fact, right? And so measuring treatments and that is important, but lead indicators might be feed consumption, water consumption of your sows in the farrowing room, et cetera. And that's probably in a different system than your herd statistics, et cetera. So bringing all those things together, your environmental systems with your production systems, with your financial systems, because you probably need all of those to get to a compelling scoreboard. That's the challenge. And then when you think of swine and say, well, we also have crops and we also have this poultry complexity of it can kind of grow quickly. Um, I believe over time we'll continue to evolve in you know, those technology barriers and bringing things together, I hopefully get easier. But I think that'll always be a challenge. Now, Kent, you also referred to there an integrated ERP system. What is that exactly and how does it work? So I have this view. It's only one alternative view. And so I, I want to be, be clear on that. But, it, but it's an experience that I had and it's one that is compelling to me. But it's not the only one. And so an ERP stands for Enterprise Resource Planning. And so you think about that, right? It's the enterprise. It's not just pigs. It's human resources. It's whatever the you know, agricultural operation you're in. And again, this applies whether agriculture, non-agriculture. But so enterprise, it's enterprise-wide. It's resource planning. And so it's forward-looking. And so that is feed planning, pig group flow planning, risk management planning, the things that you're thinking forward on. The ERP system is built to help you with those things. But an ERP system does not become effective until you have all of your base business in it because all of our planning is done in a context of history a context of where we are and where we've been. So to have an effective ERP system, you need a, an effective historical foundation. So that's, you know, financial systems and everything that's happened in the past. Specifications of your fixed assets, as well as your feed, as well as your 
meds, um, employees, et cetera. So all of those pieces are part of the enterprise. Again, my point of view is, is if you build your IT strategy around an ERP, your base foundation should, of the plan is around this ERP system, but it's not the data collection system and not necessarily the frontline system of all these diverse applications. So it's not precision planting, but how does precision planting data, what level of data flow into the ERP? It's not daily SOW records, right? It's not going to ever be your SOW farm daily records. So how does your daily SOW farm records flow in to your ERP system? It's not environmental. So it's not going to have your daily room temperatures, et cetera, you know, naturally in that system. But you probably you should have the inventory of all your locations, your animals, their age, et cetera. All of that would be in your ERP system. So how do you marry up your environmental factors that are important into the ERP? And so so the ERP for me is sort of the center. It's not it's not the most important, but it is the center of what drives the strategies. And then what I would say is you attach these here, you know, your other sources. The ERP system also is a should be a primary um, scoreboard source, not the sole source, but it's the ERP system that's able to collect environmental feed, pig data, etc., work labor hours that you have in a barn, etc., and be able to correlate that and present that back in a meaningful way on a scoreboard. So uh, that's the advantage of having an ERP. It's I kind of consider it the conductor of the orchestra. You have different you know pieces in your orchestra, but the ERP system becomes the conductor of your IT strategy. So as you think about measuring your data, you pointed out there that it's obviously extremely important to do so. But we also know that it's important to have KPIs or key performance indicators to be able to measure those items and collect that data. How does an operation go about setting up KPIs? So it's it's pretty easy. I think every you know, business operator, you have lag indicators on KPIs. Again, I referenced a few in pigs, right? Mortality, PSY, live born percent or live born per Farrow, farrowing rate, right? You can go on and on and on. All kinds of lag indicators. In crops, your yield, right? Bushels per acre, you might, you know, look at your seed plant density, et cetera. All again, very measurable. The 4DX concept would say the lead indicators drive the performance of lag. And if you focus on lag as a frontline employee, what you feel like is management or leadership is always sort of pushing you like, why isn't that number? Why isn't that number? What's going on there? On lead indicators, it's finding those indicators that if you do these things, the lag indicator will perform. And their research shows that if you focus on lead indicators, lag indicators change and improve much more quickly than just reporting out the lag indicator. So getting those and identifying them first is the first challenge. And again, I'm going to say, 
you know, there's no like, here's the list. It's like, what's the list for your company? What's the list for your frontline employees? And and that's where I found them also is like visiting with people that work in the South Farm and the VET and, you know, kind of the team and saying, okay, what's most? I'll share a couple. We measure split suckle in farrowing. So most, I assume this audience is you know, pretty informed about swine. So split suckle is the, uh, at the farrowing event, Essentially, you never have more than seven pigs, I'll say, nursing on the sow so that all pigs born think they're one of the first seven. So you take you remove the firstborn from the sow so that as those born later, they're not contending with the early ones to try to get uh, colostrum. And research shows that the first seven pigs are always the the most survivable, the healthiest pigs. Well, you try to make every pig in the litter to be one of the first seven. And that's referred to in the industry, obviously, as split suckle. We measure split suckle because front line, the people in farrowing, they can, you know, as a part of their work, they can split suckle um, if they have enough, to, right? We need to have it staffed. You need to have the room staffed so that they have the time to split suckle. But they know that if they split suckle, that will be a better outcome, uh, you know, for the farrowing room performance. So that would be a, an example of a, a lead indicator. A lead indicator is often an indicator that is solely based on that the employee can do this. As an employee, I can't say that my pigs need, you know, my sows need to fire all 15 total born so that I can get a, you know, a 14 uh, live born. That's something the employee can't do. What the employee can do, you know, again, and manage, the team can do is to say, hey, we're going to work to be able to have the staffing that we can split suckle at least 85% of all of our farrowings. And that's an achievable goal and something that they have total control of. That's a lead indicator. And doing that will probably get you some really good uh, results on the lag indicator. So finding those lead indicators and getting them on the scoreboard, not an easy task, not one that's probably readily available in your system today, because most systems have been developed for management, for the vet, for the barn. And they, again, their focus has been on lag indicators, not lead. So there are certainly a lot of strategies that we've talked about here, Kent, Developing a scoreboard, setting up KPIs, and identifying lead indicators, but how do each of those things correlate to employee performance, success, and ultimately employee retention? I would say, again, research shows, and so it's not, you know, sort of unique to, you know, the farms that I'm working with, but but it's really comprehensive and, and demonstrated in research. Employees show up and they love to work. They love to do a good job. They desire to be successful every day. I believe that to be nearly 100% true. Um, you know, I think there's very, very few people who wake up and say, I desire to not work hard today and not be successful for my team. So if you don't know how you're doing, but somebody's telling you how you're doing, that is a very different environment than having a compelling scoreboard that shows everyone. I again, I like like it to you know walk into a gymnasium where a basketball game's going on, and I would guess that within the first ten seconds of you entering or anyone entering that, 
they will look to the scoreboard. They will look at seeing who's out, you know, is my son or daughter out there on the floor? And the second thing they'll do is then look at the scoreboard to get orientated to like, how's this game going? It's a whole lot more fun playing in a game with a scoreboard. And so, yeah, our employee, the, you know, demonstration and employee retention, reduction of conflict, like again, because there's an accountability, the farrowing team sees the how the breeding team's doing, sees where their challenges are and um, can, you know, again, support and encourage them and vice versa. Yeah, we see it's definitely about in the end, you focus on the front line, uh, make it work for the front line, and you tend to retain the front line. The South Farm, where we've had this in the play the longest and the culture has definitely, you know, changed um, over the last four years is this has just become a part of the fabric of the of that um, our retention our turnover rate is under ten percent at the South Farm and we would attribute a lot of that again not to one thing specifically but clearly with without having lead indicators and without and a focus on lead indicators and without a real time scoreboard we believe that it would be a lot yeah a lot less. And Kent, before we go, we always like to ask our guests for a take-home message to share with our listeners. Is there any last piece of advice or take-home message that you'd like everyone to be left with? I just uh, encourage farmers to continue to collaborate like you do at IS Swine Day. Partner up. I mean, we're doing our, the efforts I'm working with is working with two specific farms together all the time because we're learning from each other. So. I think it's available, um, but I think, again, just encourage farm owners and, and leaders to really, you know, make frontline employees your core passion and to leverage systems to, uh, to benefit them. I have this perspective that if, you, if the frontline employee is getting everything they need, management will get way more information than they ever had before. And so, uh, you know, it sort of reverses where you put your attention on your uh, technology system sometimes. Well, great conversation there again with Kent. That's a wrap for this edition of the PigX podcast. But the new year will bring new conversations surrounding fresh content and ideas surrounding swine survivability and success. So until then, I'm Delaney Howell, and this has been the PigX Podcast. PigX is a national podcast hosted by the Pig Livability Project Partners at Iowa State University, Kansas State University, and Purdue, and supported by the Iowa Pork Industry Center. For more information on the project, head to www.piglivability.org or to inquire directly with questions regarding the project, email ipic at iastate.edu. Big X. Ideas in the swine industry worth sharing.